This is episode 73, about the training errors that many runners make in the weight room so you can avoid them. Hey there, this is your host, Jason, and I've got another solo episode for you today about strength training, and more specifically, what mistakes to avoid in the gym so you're not wasting time and getting subpar results. Let's start with the fact that runners often don't really want to lift, and I'm one of them. (laughs) I would rather run 10 miles than spend 45 minutes in the weight room, and if you're not familiar with weights, it can be intimidating to do a real strength workout. It's new, it's unfamiliar, and it can feel awkward. It's like starting anything new, really. It's going to feel a little weird. Uh, You know, it's like the first time I went running and wore basketball shoes to the first day of cross-country practice. I know the feeling well. Now, the truth is, everybody starts as a beginner. And those first few months of practice are never pretty. During the early stages of a new sport, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And that's okay. If you never made any mistakes, you probably wouldn't learn nearly as fast. And we're kicking off 2018 and following through this year, focusing on strength training for runners. And there's an undeniable advantage from getting the fundamentals right before you learn how to start lifting weights. Your progress is going to be faster. In other words, you're going to get better sooner. Risks are going to be mitigated, so you're not going to get injured as frequently. And results are going to be more substantial, so you're actually going to get stronger. My goal is to help you limit those early mistakes as you start lifting weights so you can enjoy all the benefits of strength training. Benefits like power, fewer injuries, speed, coordination, lean muscle, efficiency, or running economy. But there are quite a few problems with how runners are going about getting stronger these days. And these training errors are robbing runners of speed and building only a small amount of strength. And I don't want you to train poorly. Poor training is frustrating and it wastes a lot of time. Instead, I want you to be able to recognize these mistakes and know why they're suboptimal. Then you're going to be able to train more effectively and race a lot faster. So the first mistake that I see a lot of runners make is what I call the grab bag approach to strength training. This is when you sample different strength workouts and strategies, but there's no overarching strategy. Now look, I love a good functional strength class. In fact, I used to take a functional core strength class in Boston that shredded my abs, and I loved it. It was a blast. But at the end of the day, it's not really how runners should be lifting or getting stronger. Now that is exactly the grab bag approach to strength training. It's taking the occasional class at the gym, substituting a P90X DVD or similar workout when you can't get to the gym. Maybe you throw in a runner's world strength circuit because that looks fun. Or drop in at the CrossFit box next week and do today's wad. But unfortunately, if you want to learn how to start lifting weights properly, this approach is misguided. It does waste a lot of time, and it's not the best way to gain strength. First, any strength workout that includes circuits with little rest, like most fitness classes, DVDs like Insanity or P90X or CrossFit, is not optimally building strength. Now, I don't want you to take it from me. I'm a running coach. 
Let's listen to Randy Hauer. He's a USA weightlifting national coach and a strength coach to many elite runners in Boulder, Colorado. I asked him about this form of strength training, and he told me, avoid circuits of several exercises in a row and instead take one to two minutes of recovery after each set. Like the talk test in running, you should be able to speak in complete sentences before you begin your next set. We aren't doing CrossFit, glycolytic, sweat puddles, and lactic acid bath stuff here. We're doing real training. Man, I love that brand of honesty. So what we've learned here is that not only are these circuits counterproductive, but they're too hard. All that huffing and puffing from lifting weights is needlessly challenging. A more effective option is to include more rest, so the workout is less aerobically demanding. But why don't you want your strength workouts to be cardiovascularly difficult? Well, it's pretty simple. Lifting weights does not have the same physiological purpose as running. That's why we don't focus on endurance when we lift. Randy had some good thoughts on this. He told me, sports-specific training is your running. Strength training is a type of general physical preparedness. It supplements and supports sports-specific practice. If you get your hips, postural musculature, and legs generally stronger and more explosive, your running mechanics will sort out and use these improvements. Don't fall into the specificity trap of trying to simulate running motions, things like ankle weights, dumbbell running hands, Weighting these movements will interfere with the subtle coordination of your stride, arm swing, and posture, and are likely to cause injury. Compound bilateral movements like squats and deadlifts are proven to carry over well to running, even though it may not be obvious just from looking at the exercises. I'm glad Randy chimed in with this because I don't want to work too hard. (laughs) I only want to work as hard as I have to. And the good news is that if you are attending challenging CrossFit or strength classes at your gym, you can stop. These gym workouts are too aerobically difficult. They don't prioritize strength as much as they should, and they can wreak havoc on your running. This is a big training error to avoid. But another big weightlifting mistake is to go in the opposite direction on the other end of the spectrum and lift like a bodybuilder. Now, bodybuilders have one goal to build muscle, which is called hypertrophy. They spend five to six days per week in the gym lifting weights for hours at a time. It's a big time investment. Now, thankfully, runners don't need to lift this often, and our strength sessions can be a lot shorter. But there's another way that runners often mimic bodybuilders in the gym. We focus on specific muscles with isolation exercises. Here are a few examples. Your exercise selection might include hamstring curls, quadriceps, extensions, bicep curls, and other muscle-specific exercises. The speed of the lifts might be slow, but sometimes runners need a more forceful lift. And finally, you might have distinct days for distinct muscles, like buys and tries day or legs day. Runners aren't building runner-specific strength and power if they lift like that. I asked Randy about this common approach to lifting, and this is what he told me. Focus on compound, larger standing movements. Running is done standing, right? Don't lift distinct body parts on certain days, like chest day or back day, etc. As a runner, you don't care about buys and tries. You care about how strong you are. The body isn't a cobbled together bunch of parts that work separately, but rather it functions as a unit. 
athletes should train it as a unit. End quote. Randy here revealed that runners need to train their entire body, and it doesn't take hours in the gym. And this simple approach has a few advantages. Number one, we're going to spend fewer days and less time per workout in the gym. Number two, our entire body is challenged, not individual muscle groups with our exercise selections. And number three, every gym session also focuses on the whole body rather than individual days for individual muscles. The other huge benefit to lifting weights properly is that you'll get a stronger neuromuscular stimulus. This is the communication between your brain and muscles, helping you produce force more quickly. Since bodybuilders don't perform power exercises, they don't get this benefit from their lifting. But runners who lift properly certainly do. Okay, mistake number three. This is putting a lot of emphasis on stability training. Now, over the last decade, balance and wobble boards have gotten really popular as athletes attempt to build functional stability. So you'll see exercises on Swiss balls or other unstable surfaces. And look, these can certainly be beneficial, particularly when you're treating an injury. But they do fail to deliver the most important goal of lifting weights, strength. Here's what Randy told me about this. Avoid wobble boards, BOSU, or Swiss balls. They have their place in rehabilitation situations, but really don't serve any useful function when learning to produce force. The goal is strength, or the ability to produce a lot of force against the ground. This makes you run faster. End quote. It makes sense when you think about it. The body can't produce as much force on an unstable surface, just like you can't run very fast on soft sand at the beach. Exercising on that surface doesn't stimulate neuromuscular adaptations that boost power and speed. Author Brad Stolberg explains this learning process in his book, Peak Performance, which, by the way, strongly recommend. It's just an awesome book. Brad says, If we endure the struggle and keep working at the new skill, the connections between neurons in our brain strengthen. As we work more at something, that enables electrical activity to travel more fluidly between neurons. In other words, the connections in our brain strengthen. Over time, our former struggles become second nature. Now, if our goal is to produce force quickly, stability training is not going to improve that ability because we're simply not practicing it. This form of strength work is best used during injury rehab or as accessory exercises, which are easier, more sport-specific exercises that come after your main lifts. So I hope we've learned a couple ways of lifting that are not optimal. We've learned today that there are many forms of strength training that aren't ideal. A sampling approach, which I call the grab bag approach to lifting, Now, this is a sampling of different classes, workouts, DVDs, and exercises from magazines, websites, or other places. You could lift like a bodybuilder with isolation exercises and frequent gym workouts, or spend a lot of time doing stability training on a Swiss ball or wobble board. If you start lifting weights by using these types of workouts, you simply won't achieve as much progress. Runners are going to get a season pass on the dysfunctional merry-go-round, as I like to say. A cycle of injury, wasted time, poor strength gains, and lackluster performance. Now, I've been there myself. It's not a fun experience. After dabbling in many types of strength training and really never seeing any progress, 
I was still getting hurt frequently. There was no progression to my lifting. There was no focus on strength or power. And my results clearly showed that I was not thriving as a runner. Now, as your virtual coach, whether or not I work with you or not, if you are listening to this podcast, if you are reading our articles on strength running or watching our videos on YouTube, I consider myself your virtual coach and I refuse to allow you to follow poor training. I want better for you, more strength, fewer injuries, and much faster race performances. Now, it's not some pipe dream. You don't need to be a grunting power lifter in the gym all day. In fact, you can lift twice per week, 45 to 60 minutes per workout, and get all the benefits of lifting. Enhanced neuromuscular coordination for better running economy, stronger muscles and connective tissues that will prevent injuries, and improved ability to generate force quickly that will help you race faster. This is a topic that gets me fired up, if you can't tell, because it is arguably the most important aspect of your training aside from running. And we do have a special course on strength work that you can get for free at strengthrunning.com strength. It's a daily email course where I'm going to walk you through everything you can expect from incorporating a runner-specific weightlifting program into your running. There are case studies, example video demonstrations, there's a private presentation, and a lot more that is going to help you avoid many of the mistakes that we talked about today and get more from your lifting workouts. Head on over to strengthrunning.com strength to get started, and I'll send you your first coaching lesson right away. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And as always, do get in touch if I can help you in any way.